Hey, bowlers, bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me now on the Above180.com podcast is Jason Thomas. Jason is the PWBA Director of Operations. Jason, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. All right, Jason. We're in the home stretch, you could say, of the first PWBA event being held at Steve Cook's uh, Fireside Lanes. How have things ran for you this week, and uh, how's it going? Well, I, I don't think we could have picked a better place to start the tour off. Uh, the staff here is is absolutely fantastic. They're tremendously experienced uh, tournament staff. They've run lots of tournaments in the past. And um, we've had an event coordinator named Brian Williams who, who made sure that the ladies were taken care of, made sure we were taken care of. He, he actually had someone run and pick up a crate that hadn't been you know, uh, shipped properly. So, so we, we think the event went off without a hitch. It was full. The, the place was packed every day. Um, I don't think it could have been a better start to the PWBA Tour. So talk about back when, when you guys were getting this, uh, you know, when it was went from concept, you know, idea to concept to execution. Talk about that process and, and um, you know, there's always going to be challenges. Talk about how you guys are able to overcome some of those challenges and be where we're at right now and then with the rest of the summer tour as well moving along. Yeah, I mean, um, it's something that, that Chad Murphy and Frank DeSocio, uh, the executive directors of USBC and BPAA respectively, had talked about for a long time. Uh, they, we, you know, those groups owned the rights to the PWBA assets for a long time. And, you know, Chad Murphy, he, he came on to USBC to become the, uh, the director of the youth programs. And his thing there was always to have this ladder of competition, right? So you have the junior level, uh, the collegiate level, and, and the, the adult level, but there was no pro level on the women's side anymore. So um, those guys had, had talked for a long time about wanting to bring back the PWBA, and it got to the point 
this year, last year, when they when they had the discussions with the board, that they felt like the demand was there. You know, the demand was there from the bowlers to come out and bowl the events, and the demand was there from the fans and and in in the markets across the country that wanted to see professional women's bowling again. And so they felt it was the right time to do it. Uh, we've kind of fast tracked everything to get it going for this year. And you know the response that we've gotten from you know the, the queens and also this event and the future entries coming up in, in in the events for the remainder of the season have kind of proven that to be true. So, given all that, I guess is there is there maybe something because you had to turn away bowlers? Is there is there something moving forward that you guys are? Is there any talks about how you maybe are going to address some of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you when you just pulled me aside, uh, we're in the middle of a break right now on on a squad. Um, we've we've basically done a lot of asking of players on some you know feedback on on how they think things need to go. Um, we don't want to shut out players, obviously, especially members from the tournaments. So we've talked about some different ways that we could maybe make some changes to the formats, open up the field sizes a little bit so it accommodates as many people as possible, but also doesn't push back some of the things like the Pro-Am that you have on Friday night, which is absolutely fundamental to the success of the event for the proprietor. You still want to be able to, to have that go off on time and have that be a success, but also accommodate as many entries as possible without doing too much damage to other pieces of the format that are essential to the product being good for a, a, a person who's bowling it and also a person who's coming to watch. So yeah, we're, we're going to make some, some changes. You talk about format. Is that something, is this the format that we had here today? Today, where, where the ladies bowl six, break six, and then cut to sixteen, is that going to be the format for the rest of the summer, or is that going to be tweaked I, as well? Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee you know that changing. You know, sixteen players making the finals. The 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 final day of the event is not a problem because you only have sixteen bowlers at that point. Everything's going to pretty much run like clockwork. The question is, how do you get as many people as possible on that one day that you have for qualifying? Um, so there's a couple of things you can you can you can discuss to you know kind of figure out how to get as many people into the event as you can without it being you know something that's that's so long that it becomes kind of a, a you know hard a hard labor for the ladies to have to deal with week after week, but also is is accommodating for the fans you know to watch it and then be able to get get the pro-am at the end of that day you talk about the fans did you guys have any thoughts as far as what you were expecting when you're talking with your staff about how many people how many people we think are going to be coming out for this event in sacramento and yeah. supporting you guys i mean uh steve cook said yesterday this is the most people he's ever had in his bowling center since he's owned it so uh he said maybe i should have charged <laughs> <laughs> so he, he decided that you know at the early part of the process let's make it free let's get as many people in here as we can and uh, we couldn't have gotten any more people in here last night. It was it was really really awesome, but also you know wow, there's a lot of people here. This is this is the place to be, and that's what that's kind of what you need to get things off the ground. You need to have you know interest, people coming out. We had some media earlier in the week. People saw it. They came out to the event. Um, they had a great time. You know that's how these things grow. That's how these things you know, get off the ground. That's how sponsors say, hey, what's going on here at this event? We want to be involved in it. So, um, you know, our focus has mostly been on just getting as many entries as possible. And we've picked really great hosts throughout the country to host events. They know how to do it. They know how to get their local um, fans and bowling fans out to watch events. And I think from there, you know, if we, if all we do is just execute like we're supposed to execute, all these other opportunities should come our way. 
Okay, so let's talk about the condition out here. It's been very challenging for the ladies. No 300s as of yet. Yeah. Correct? Um, just had to make sure I was I was driving. For, so unless one happened today early in match play, no 300s for all the games. Yeah. Very challenging shot. Has there been, an, and the shot wasn't released to the gals either. So is, has there been any uh, discussion, any feedback from them as far as what, did they like that? Did, would they have wished maybe if they're traveling from one of the, co- you know, from the East Coast that they would have had a little bit of an idea they were bowling on 44 feet? Has there been any feedback from the, the players on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when we had our player meeting at the Queens, you know, we announced that we wouldn't be revealing the patterns prior to the, to the practice day. And I don't know if they really knew what that meant at the time we didn't have a lot of people saying no way you can't do that right so so we said okay that's that's what we're going to do and then you know prior to the sacramento event we had a couple that were flying a long way and, and kind of wanted us to reveal it we we stuck with the original plan which was not to um there were some mitigating factors to them wanting to know however which were they wanted to be able to if they brought a lot of equipment to have it transported from uh sacramento to lubbock if they were going to bowl the second event and so we worked really hard with the pba to be able to offer that because originally we weren't going to be able to offer that transport option and and we were able to do it so it it made it mitigated a lot of their concerns and i think we just provided good service and you know that's that's kind of what we always want to do with the members we want to get get out in front of any potential problems that come up, come up with a logical solution and do its best for the greatest number of players. And I think it worked out in this case. Final question, Jason. You mentioned the PBA. Talk about how your experience working with the PBA has been able to help guide you through this process. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, I loved working for the PBA and it was a really hard decision for me to leave the PBA. But I felt like there were a lot of things I could do at USBC that I couldn't do at the PBA. And I felt like if I got to the USBC, there would be ways that I would be able to work with the PBA in ways that the USBC hadn't been able to work with the PBA in the past. And I didn't know how that was going to play out. Um, I didn't know that I, they were going to ask me to, to be a part of the PWBA. You know, I was originally asked to, to do video production at, at USBC when I started in social media. And so the PWBA opportunity was something that came up and it was a really great chance for, for me to have conversations with the, P, the PBA and Tom Clark and, and Kirk Von Kruger and get them involved with Chad and Frank and, and have these big discussions about how the PWBA and the PBA could work together. And, uh, you know, Tom Clark reached out to us when he was about to announce the, um, the women's uh, piece of the, the World Bowling Tour and, and the regional um, events that they do at the World Series of Bowling and said, you know, hey, how can we make this work so that it's just one thing for women? And so we got together and started talking about it, and it's turned into this great deal where now, you know, we're providing the PBA player services every week for the ladies. We're broadcasting all the events on extra frames so that, you know, it, 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 which elevates the ladies' tour to the level of the men's tour because it's all being broadcast on the same platform. Um, and hopefully, you know, in the years to come, we'll be able to work together and, and do even more things together, which is great. Yeah, I was going to say that's one thing 
that um, that I think our, our sport needs is we all need to we're in this together we're all here to grow the sport of bowling for the you know for everyone and I think like you said working together is, is key in that that respect so Jason thank you for joining me uh, I know you're very busy so I'll let you get back to what you're doing but uh, congratulations by the way it's been a great tournament to be at the hospitality like you said here I'll, I'll vouch for that too it's been great the staff has been great watching the lanes I don't you know you haven't seen any any callbacks real any any issues in the minute there is a pin in the pin in the channel a pin there's someone right on it so uh great staff here and and all the best with the rest of the summer uh pwba events yeah thank i mean i couldn't agree with you more on all of those things it's been a great week here in sacramento and we look forward to having a great season here on the pwba tour